The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. And we'd like to welcome you to another edition of Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 1039 LI News Radio. Catch us out on the LI News Radio app. Take us wherever you go and keep listening to Spotlight on Long Island Schools, which is brought to you by the Nassau Suffolk School Boards Association, serving Long Island School Boards since 1959. Bob Vecchio, your host. And we'd like to welcome back to Spotlight on Long Island Schools, the William Floyd School District. Last week, we were talking with the theater arts kids. This week, it's the kids that are involved in robotics. And listen, for those that are not familiar with robotics, you most districts have a program nowadays. And if they have a program, you want to find out about it. But more importantly, you want to find out when the competitions are. And it's something you want to watch because I've never seen something with so much energy, so much controlled chaos than a first robotics competition. And they start off locally and regionally and all these teams compete with their robots that they've designed and made and it's just a really impressive program and there's so many things that kids learn we want to welcome to the program mr carbonone joe welcome to spotlight on long island schools talk to us about the robotics program there at william floyd thank you for having me so first robotics is the name of the worldwide competition that we're involved in uh it's a high school competition which involves ninth 10th 11th and 12th grade students this year, we have approximately 45 students that are part of the participants in the team. And like I said, it ranges from 9th through 12th. More than half of them are my veterans, which means that they've been on the team with me for at least one year. Some of them have now been with me for their third and fourth season. So I'm always excited to see how these students grow and become potentially the captains of individualized parts of the club, which don't necessarily completely revolve around building a robot, which... A lot of people are mistaken by that. The, the club is a robotics club, but we have so many different categories that students can participate in. One of them is obviously the building of the robot, but then we have media, which is involved in our website. They're the ones taking our video footage of us constructing the robot. We have um, students that are involved in spirit, which is like when we're out at the competitions, they want to make sure that we promote the team. We have fundraiser projects that are consistently going on throughout the season. We're in the middle of finishing up all four of us, five of us in this video are diligently working on that after school, crazy times, getting it all done. So there's so much more than building the robot. And that's a big slogan with FRC. It's more than just the robot. More than just a robot. And like I said, if you go to these competitions, I know the spirit part of it is huge. I mean, like I said, it's it, it's like take the Super Bowl and Big Bang Theory, mix it together with a lot of sugar. And that's kind of the energy <laughs> in these places. It's 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 controlled insanity. It's really a fun thing to watch. Absolutely. You have to be there to understand what what the amount of energy goes into this, because teams spend countless amount of hours building these machines. They're super dedicated to it. We're one of those teams. We're super dedicated. We love the competition. And we just like to go out there and see our machine do what we intended it to do. What I've always loved about these competitions and and what it teaches the kids, because so many things go wrong during the competition, right? Nothing ever goes as planned and as tested. But they fix things and they pivot on the slide and they come together as a team and they work together and they think outside the box how to fix things on the fly to get right back into it. I mean, those are always the amazing things like something goes wrong and, and it's not, oh my God, it's just everybody jumps in. Talk to us about the team effort during the competitions. So at the competition, there's a designated area that each team gets. It's a 10 foot by 10 foot. They call it the pit, the pits. So each team gets to go back to the pit to work on their robot in between each match. And there's never a time that when the robot comes off the field that something has to be addressed, whether it's 
wear and tear on items or parts are physically broken or missing that we have to replicate and reproduce in the pits with the limited amount of tools that we have with us. And uh, sometimes it is like you think, duct tape and chewing gum hold things together in the, in the need of things. But as the group is working together, we, we have to make some decisions that are on the fly, let's just say, just to get that robot ready to go back out onto the field. And usually you have about a 20 to 30 minute break between matches. And uh, that 20 minute window feels like 30 seconds. You know, you have very limited time to get your machine back up and running. You have to make sure your batteries are charged. We have different people involved in safety. They're all watching us. Everybody has to be following all these general rules to keep everybody in that pit as safe as possible. Because in the heat of the moment, it is exciting and, and emotions do get involved. So we have to make sure that we stay tame and well-mindsetted. Absolutely. And you guys have partnered up uh, since day one with a pretty good partner right up the road from the William Floyd School District. Talk to us about your outside partnership. Absolutely. So before I started working at Floyd, uh, 1999, we started the FRC competition and we're the 287th team in the world. That's where our team number comes from. If you ever hear of team 287, that's Floyd. That's us. So out of the, out of the um, 287 teams, we're up to Max, maybe you can quote me on the number now. We're near 10,000 different teams out there worldwide that are involved with this. This year, um, there are 9,778 teams. Awesome. So, so, so you guys got involved early, and again, you had a very solid outside partner to help you out with. So the first year that we were involved, uh, Brookhaven National Laboratories, right down the William Floyd Parkway from us, we reached out to them for some help, some sponsorship which they were they provided. And then they also uh, helped us out with a computer engineer. His name is Jack Freed. Uh, he has been part of the team since 1999, and he still continues to work with us. Uh, he's a vital component. He's a computer engineer by career, and uh, he's vital with the programming aspect of the machine. Anybody that is good with mechanics can build a robot, but if you don't know how to program, if you don't know how to get your machine's code to understand what you want it to do, your machine will not be successful. Great. Well, Max, I would say welcome back to Spotlight on Long Island Schools because uh, we were talking off the air six years ago when you were involved with your first exposure to robotics. It was back in your elementary school, William Floyd Elementary. So welcome back to Spotlight on Long Island Schools. Talk to me about what being involved in robotics has meant to you because you've been at it for a good number of years now. Yeah, so um, thank you. I personally, robotics has a special place in my heart because I... All the way back in elementary school, my dad brought me to his high school where he was the coach of their robotics team, and I got to experience it from a very, very young age, which lets me become so involved in this wonderful program. I think that my involvement has definitely been shaped by that. My favorite part about the team definitely has to be the fact that everyone works together towards a communal goal, being winning the competition. And that while even though we're all trying to win the competition, there is a sense of community between all different teams and every single team helps each other no matter what. Right. Schools help other schools with either parts or, or assisting. I mean, the, the cooperation that you see is is always amazing. And the, the camaraderie between teams, as fierce as the competition is, it's it really is one, one big family. So, Max, we made a promise off the air that if you guys win the regionals, we'll have you back to talk about that. So I want to know locally, who is Floyd's toughest competition traditionally? 100%. Um, if we're staying on the island, definitely has to be Team 870 from Southfield. Shout out to them. They made it all the way to world finals last this past year. So there's some tough competition out there. 
Great. Also want to welcome to the program, Alice. Alice, you are a junior. And I gather based on what I was witnessing, you are involved in the media aspect of the team. Is that correct? So talk to us about your role helping support the team through the media. Yes, thank you. So I am in charge of public relations. I run the Floyd Robotics Instagram. Go follow that. Mm, Got (laughs) to do that. So what we media do is that we obviously we take pictures of the build process. We update the Floyd Robotics website. And all in all, we like to get involved with the community. We like to talk to other robotics teams. And currently we're trying to set up, I think Max would know more about this, but we're trying to set up a volunteer community event to help our elementary schools with their robotics teams. Very cool. And you guys are also involved in other events at the school, right? I I saw a video recently at a pep rally. Talk to us about how the robotics team is now involved at football games and basketball games. All right. So our robotics team has created a T-shirt robot in the past. And in order to get that Floyd spirit, we, you know, we throw T-shirts at the crowd and not even just football games. We have we hold like steam symposiums where we show off our robots. And yeah, that's very cool. We're also going to welcome to the program Victoria, who's also a member of the team, also a high school junior there, William Floyd. Victoria, talk to us about how long you've been involved in some of the things that you are directly involved in with the Robotics Club. Thank you. So actually with the Robotics Program, I'm actually a pretty recent addition. In my freshman year, I was really worried because I didn't have any background in tech things. I was more of like an academic I do books, I do math. So I was always really worried that I wouldn't be an asset to the team because I didn't have that background. But uh, last year I decided to join because a few of my friends were in the club and I decided to help out wherever I could. I'm now mainly part of media, but then I also trail, cure around and help out wherever I can, screwing things together. There's always a helping hand that you can lend. Talking with the kids from the robotics team at the William Floyd School District on Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio. And catch us on the LI News Radio app when we come back from the break. We'll be talking with another student and we'll be talking about the upcoming competition and some favorite moments. You're listening to Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio. And we'd like to welcome you back to Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 Ally News Radio. Out on the Ally News Radio app and Spotlight on Long Island Schools. Once again, brought to you by the Nassau Suffolk School Boards Association, serving Long Island School Boards since 1959. Bob Vecchio continuing our conversation with team number 287 for FIRST Robotics. We're talking about the William Floyd Robotics Team and home of the Colonials. And way back in the day, they used to have Hurricane Floyd was the team name. And I know that's changed and evolved, but team 287 is still stuck around. And before the break, we were speaking with Victoria, a high school junior. And Victoria, we were talking about the T-shirt bot, which has got to be something really popular at sporting events. Because I listen, you go to professional sporting events and people are shooting T-shirts into the crowd and people go crazy just to try to get that T-shirt. So talk to us about the energy and the excitement that when folks see the T-shirt bot come out to a sporting event over there, William Floyd, what it means. Oh, absolutely. Whenever you see the T-shirt cannon come out, people, the moment they realize what it is, start crowding around wherever they think the trajectory is going to make it land. And they start jumping to get it. People start launching themselves. People start trying to grab it and people fight over it. Everybody wants it. It really brings a lot of energy and a lot of school spirit. It really brings a lot of people together. 
and really gets them interested in robotics because they think, oh, it's not just robots. It's something that maybe I could do. And it seems like it's a lot of fun. So I think it really does help build a sense of community. Yeah. And speaking of building a sense of community, you guys also, like you said, you get involved with the other grade levels to kind of recruit future members. So talk to us about some of the activities. Kira is a high school senior. So Kira, your involvement in the robotics team and talk to us about how you recruit future members. I'm in my third year on the robotics team now. Um, I'm currently mentoring my old elementary robotics team. They're a new team. They started last year or the year before now. I really love working with them. It's, I really love robotics, and I want to bring as many people as we can onto the team. Have you guys brought the t-shirt bot to the elementary schools by any chance? No. I, I, those kids would probably go crazy. But and, and who controls the t-shirt bot at the games? I mean, do they mess with the crowd, like point in one direction and then swivel over to another just to mess with folks? I mean, how, who decides where it's going to be launched? Max does the driver. Max is the driver of the T-shirt bot. So you are the engineer of the machine. So talk to us about, you know, if I remember correctly, you guys get certain specifications from First Robotics as to the function that the machine is supposed to accomplish. Talk to us about the building process, Kira. Um, I didn't actually build that robot. That wasn't my year. Okay, but you are going to be building it this year? Um, I will build this season's robot, yeah. What first, you said you, this is your third year, so what mm -hmm. first made you want to get involved in robotics? Like, like, how did it get on your radar screen to say, yeah, that's what I want to be involved in? The team used to bring our fifth grade STEM club team to our Hofstra competitions, and I got to go on one of those trips, and I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. It so really I, is. I you know, Kara, I, I actually didn't know that you were involved in that. That's awesome. You were one of those groups that we did bring that year. I'm, I'm happy and I'm glad you just mentioned that to me. That makes me uh, puts a smile yeah. on my face. Yeah, Mr. Carbonone, it's, it's about planting the seed again for future recruits to get involved. And that's how you grow the program. Max, talk to us about some highlight moments for you in your involvement, like something that you're going to remember 10 years from now. It could be something that totally went sideways and you had a fun experience doing it. Talk to us about a highlight for you. Of course. Um, freshman year, remember vividly, I don't think I'd ever be able to forget. It was my first co competition ever. We brought the brand spanking new robot out into the field for practice days, booted up, started driving it. Then the whole thing twisted sideways. So all the frame twisted. We had too much power on the wheels and it was turning one side faster than the other, leading to our chassis twisting. So then right after that, we had to, we had to get our um, metal files out on our rubber wheels, and we had to run the wheels with the metal files on them to sand the wheels to reduce the amount of friction so we could not break the robot. And so it was, did it work? It was a temporary fix, and we ended up making a more permanent, better solution after the competition. Great. And since you are the driver of the T-shirt bot, do you, do you mess with the crowd a little bit? I mean, definitely personality thing. I love messing with people a little bit, playing a few tricks. So, yeah, I would I, I turn it this way, then... Quick turn, turn it the other, other way. way. Yeah, yeah, see, that's why I've never been able to get a T-shirt anywhere. They just, they just <laughs> mess with me. Alice, you guys uh, had a recent field trip. Talk to us about that and how, how was it and what did you guys experience? All right, thank you. So, a few weeks ago... The robotics team went to the Peconic Bay Medical Center and we got to use the Da Vinci machine under the guidance of amazing, amazing medical staff. So basically what we did was 
they taught us how to use this robotic surgery machine. And we basically had a little competition where we peeled starburst wrappers to simulate robotic surgery. And it was very, very fun because we got to learn a lot about biomedical engineering and how it applies in the medical field. Who would think robotics, and it totally makes sense in the medical field, right? Because a lot of it is is robotic surgery, right? It's not the actual doctor. The doctor's the driver, if you will, and it's right. all control. That, that, you know, until now, I wasn't even thinking of that. And that is must have been a very cool experience to see firsthand. What has the robotics team and club meant for you? Uh, the robotics team and club, I'd say it's a very, like, inclusive environment because I, when I came in, I did not know anything about engineering. I was like, I was clueless, but because of everybody and everyone on the team, I was able to learn so, so much. And I potentially foresee myself going into engineering in the future. Very cool. Very cool. And who knows, maybe medical engineering is probably some big bucks in that too. I would think just, just say <laughs> Victoria, again, you said you are the newbie of the bunch and you just, you know, kind of what, what piqued your interest? What got you to say, Hey, this is what I want to do. Honestly, um, it happened by chance. I happen to, I'm involved in a lot of different programs at the school. And on one day, on a Thursday, that one fateful Thursday, one of my clubs canceled, but I had already missed the, the bus home. So I needed to stay somewhere. And I happened to stay at robotics. And during that day, goodness, if you asked me to recall now what we were doing, I wouldn't remember, but I would tell you that it was busy. And I love busy environments where things are happening all the time and just that energy in the room of something is always happening someone's always working on something just really drew me to it because i love learning more and i love just being involved and so ever since then i just show up all the time whenever i can and spend as much time as i can there what's been a highlight experience for you that you think you're going to remember like you know at your 10th high school reunion Honestly, just all of the peaceful and fun moments that I got to spend with friends bonding over even something as simple as cleaning the ornaments or uh, making or stripping wires to help with the robot or the little jokes that we make. Just those little moments of feeling like you're contributing to something bigger than yourself. It was really fulfilling for me, and I definitely will recall it for a very long time. Great. And Kira, what are some of the upcoming events that you guys have? We have our competitions coming up in March. The high school is holding our elementary robotics teams competition later in January. And, and how many team how many teams would come out for that? I know there's several different elementary schools, but do, do other elementary schools from other districts compete in that competition or is it just William Floyd? Um, I'm not actually sure about that. OK, Max. So at the FLL regional, she's talking about January 27th is so many high school teams. From, um, sorry. Oh, my gosh. It's elementary school teams from all around Long Island that and we're hosting it this year and they come in compete right. against each other. Max, I expect you to drive that colonial pride to our local team so that not only are we the host, but we're victorious, too. And uh, Kiara, you're the high school senior. What's next after graduation from William Floyd and you become an alumni? Um, I plan on studying tech education at Oswego. So you want to be a technology teacher at Oswego and, mm -hmm. you know, explain to the folks. I don't think folks realize what technology teachers do nowadays. They think the old fashioned wood shop teacher, but it, it's well beyond that. Talk to us about what being a technology teacher is. Oh, it's definitely beyond just woodworking. Um, like every tech teacher I've had does something different. Carpenone does engineering and robotics. Um, Mr. Brand does CAD architecture other teachers do um the cte courses 
there's also woodworking and all that. There's electronics. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's it, it's high end, it's high tech, and and it's very relevant for workforce development for today's needs. Well, listen, I want to thank the team number two eighty seven from William Floyd. I wish you all the best. And Max, you have my promise. You win the regionals. You all come back and talk to us about how you did it and what were some of the experiences along the way. I want to thank the entire team from the William Floyd School District for taking their time to tell us about their robotics team there at William Floyd, spurring on future engineers, future public relations folks and future just robotics extraordinaire mr max who's been at it for many many years and you know started in the elementary school and here he is in high school still doing it you've been listening to spotlight on long island schools on 1039 li news radio and out on the web at linewsradio.com the views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station jvc broadcasting management or its sponsors